Babe, can you get me some? Oh, you son of a bitch. Started eating the cookies without me? Hang on, guys, one sec. I can't fucking believe you started eating those cookies without me. You just were sitting there I bought them. Did you want to? Welcome to another week. Go again. That's staying in. Go on, Oscar. Oh, yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of The Lion King. (laughs) Apparently. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, is my co host, Chuck Bailey. I know who you are. You're Mufasa's boy. <laughs> Man, you are ready to go with those Lion King references. You didn't even yeah. think about that. Bloody love the Lion King. It's great. It's probably the best Disney movie. Um, animated. Ah, uh, Hercules. Oh, bloody love Hercules. Is, Hercules right. is that underrated. Is underrated, maybe, but best. You're insane. <laughs> that, that's like my favorite. It's got Michael Bolton. Man, Michael Bolton sings the theme song. Ish. Do you know, like, when they do the different version in the credits? Yeah, Where, yeah, like, yeah. in Beauty and the Beast, all of a sudden you had, like, Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson, who incidentally or, uh, has one of my favorite names ever, Peebo. Peebo. He is so Peebo. extra, too, when he sings, too. He's like, <laughs> Like, he's fucking he ridiculous. Does. He's so yeah. over the top that he makes Celine Dion seem tame, which is awesome. Yeah. And, um,. What's the other really good one? The the bad version of Circle of Life that Elton John sings? And Elton John's a legend, but that is not a good version of... Sort of like a white Peebo Bryson, in a way. <laughs> he's, he's often called Because he sings <laughs> like that. He does sing it like that. It's a circle of life. circle of life. him Sorry. Oh, man. Um, so, welcome to this week's Disney podcast. Um, <laughs> I think we just found something to talk about in the uh, international break, lads. There we yeah. go. <laughs> For sure. Uh, in the background there, I forgot to introduce him, but he's already contributed a bit. We got Super Producer. He's the one that does all the work and makes it sound real good. Ian Stimson. How are you doing? You well? Good. Do you have any super hot takes on Disney movies, Ian? Or leave that to no, <laughs> nothing. Nothing to beat what you guys have just come up with. Jesus. That was awesome. So, we are back. With all the Premier League action, so we're going to take you through all the fixtures, uh, take you into some listener questions, some predictor league results, and maybe take a look at the upcoming weekend, and that should make it a pod. Yeah, sounds good? Yeah, why not? Excellent. Um, This won't really be in our wheelhouse or of our usual tone, but before we do get into the fixtures... Um, in lieu of a news segment where we would normally have our rapid-fire news, we just want to point out the one big story that's going on this week, which is that Cristiano Ronaldo has a ongoing investigation into some rape allegations in Nevada. Um, I honestly don't feel qualified enough to have a take on this, other than to say that it's a very important story that all of you out in Mopland should be getting educated about, um should make sure you read up on it. And we didn't really want to let the week go by and just ignore it and pretend that it wasn't there. 
Um, but that's not generally the type of podcast that we are. So we just want to acknowledge that, say it's a thing, say we want to encourage everyone to read up on it, get educated, and kind of leave it there. Do you guys have anything you want to add? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it would have been disingenuous not to include it uh, when possibly the most famous footballer gets uh, gets accused of rape. Uh, and obviously it's been ignored by a lot of news outlets. So, yeah, I think you're right. We're, we're of the opinion that no one's untouchable. You shouldn't be able to throw money at this sort of thing and make it go away. Uh, so if you do want to find out more about it, we urge you to check out uh, Christoph Winterback's Twitter feed. He's at the Winterbachs. That would be D-E-R Winter B-A-C-H. He's a journalist for The Spiegel magazine and he's done a lot of the work on the story and it might be worth uh, taking the time to check it out. Yeah, like I said, we don't want to make light of it. We don't really want to get into any yeah. of it because it's not our type of story and that's not how our, you know, we're, we don't really take too many things seriously, but just putting that out there. Um, but moving right on to get back to the silliness that we usually do. Uh, West Ham 3, Man United 1 to start off the weekend. <laughs> uh, so I put it to you guys. Will Jose Mourinho coach another match for West for Manchester United? For West Ham? Yeah, I don't know. Like Pellegrini's doing himself a good service. Now. <laughs> yeah, not sure they'd have him. Yeah, we did say at the start, like it, it was probably take West Ham a, a bit of time to get to get going. Um, but, you know, we thought they were good and they're kind of coming good now. But it still just makes me question whether that's because they're whether it is because West Ham are on the rise and, and Man United are massively on the wane because Man United just looked fucking awful in that game. Even with, you know, player of the year, 2017-18, Scott McTominay <laughs> filling in at fucking centre-back. Oh my God, that was ridiculous. Player of the year. So I guess to what extent do we think that this was a, and the answer is probably going to be a bit of both, but to what extent is this a monumental collapse by United horrible performance? And to what extent do we want to give credit to West Ham here? I think it's less of a monumental collapse, more of a sort of, continuous tumble like sort of you know when you see those videos of people who are like walking down the street and they walk over a patch of ice and then they they start to flail a little bit and then you think they've got it and then they just go fucking hell for leather and their limbs fly everywhere and all of a sudden they're on their ass yeah it's falling down a massive tube escalator yeah (laughs) united are about 90 percent of the way through that process That reminds me of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite internet videos of people being assholes where that couple is out jogging in the snow. They're like, oh, it's it's really low impact. It's really good for your knees. And the newspaper, or not the newspaper, the news reporter is like, uh-huh, okay, go have fun with that. And immediately, like 10 seconds later, they're running and one of them just slips and like busts their ass real hard on the concrete. And the news <laughs> reporter just goes, whoops, guess that can happen. <laughs> yeah, it's real funny. Just just the most like pretentious privileged people being like, "Oh, this is great running weather. Actually, I think it's really good to run when it's snowing. It's much better than uh, you know, running on concrete." An official request for more of that voice, Oscar. Okay, yeah, I'll keep that up. <laughs> I usually say that that's my news broadcaster voice. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, to I'm the stats guy, local resident stats guy, so just to talk about the stats a bit. Uh, Man United 0.87 XG on the day, so scoring one off that, pretty close. Um, West Ham 1.3, so that's decidedly better than Man United, but it's certainly not three goals scored. So I would say the scoreline flatters West Ham a bit, uh, especially with an own goal, but also, like, United didn't do enough to win the match, so I don't 
think that that was particularly unfair on them. And just more than even the, like, stats aside, United just looked so dead that entire match. Like, they just did not fucking care at all. And they weren't closing down any 50-50s. Um, I heard the guys on the Guardians Football Weekly podcast saying that they had the least low-intensity runs of any match in the last couple of years in that match, Man United. So just, like, nobody sprinting for anything. Just just utterly tragic performance from United. Are they actively trying to get Jose sacked? I mean, Pogba did not look up for it at all, which you can hardly blame Oh, it was for. so amazing when he got subbed off. Yeah. It was just fucking hilarious. And, like, everyone was watching. And the reason they kept the camera on him for so long was just like, is he going to shake Jose's hand? Is he yeah. going to shake Jose's hand? Nope. Doesn't shake his hand. Didn't even Walked look straight at him. Past. Doesn't even look at him. I thought he might have punched him, honestly, especially after that video from the training ground. Oh, God. Did we talk about that last week? I don't actually no, remember we if didn't, we did. No, because no, yeah. it, it, it came out literally the day after we recorded and the day before we released. Yeah, so that video, like, he looked like he was about to punch Jose Mourinho right in the fucking mouth. I don't know what Jose said to him. It's literally like he made a horrendous your mama joke and he went, what did you just say? <laughs> did you? Yeah. No, someone cleaned just... someone cleaned up the audio and lip read it, and it was um, it was all about Instagram posts and whether something was done, like if not during the match, like just after whatever, because he calls the press officer over and goes like, "When was it posted? When was it posted?" And Pogba's basically like, "What? I can't post things now." So it's all about fucking Instagram. It's a bit impressive if he's posted on Instagram during the match, though. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I, I don't know. When, <laughs> <laughs> when I said that, I was, I was like, was there a cup match that he wasn't involved in? And then I was like, yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Anyway. Yeah. No, he probably just has an Apple Watch, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's easy, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy enough. Easy enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm the one that's kind of been championing West Ham a lot so far, being like, oh, they're better than they look. I'm not going to be in last place in the predicted league by the end of the year because West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. They looked better today, and they looked pretty good against Chelsea also, and those are two good teams to look pretty good against. Um, well, I guess Manchester United, maybe not as good. We just talked about that. But but they have, had, they have four good results. Like They beat Everton 3-0. They drew 0-0 to Chelsea. They smashed Macclesfield, albeit they are the worst team categorically in the Football League, 8-0. And then they beat uh, Man United 3-1. So, you know, this is what happens when um, podcast favourite... Mark Noble has a game of his life and just gets <laughs> left alone to just maraud and pick out passes for Arnautovic to play him in on one-on-ones. It's fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, it's hard to understate how much losing Jack Wilshire in the midfield improved their performances and improved their squad <laughs> and their balance and all of that. Like, Definitely a case of addition by subtraction there. I mean, that and also the fact that no one is pressuring Mark Noble at all. So all of a sudden he can just sit back and pick out passes like fucking KDB and make himself look amazing. I heard people on Twitter, or I I didn't hear them, I guess I should say. I saw people on Twitter talking about West Ham having the best front three in the league. And it wasn't even West Ham fans. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, yeah, they look good, especially Arnautovic. Arnautovic? Not really sure how that's pronounced. Arnie, let's go with. Arnie, yeah. But uh, that's fucking excessive. But they are pretty good, I guess. Do we like their front three? It's not a bad front three to have, but Yarmolenko and Anderson, they Yarmolenko didn't play for like four and a half games and didn't look great. He's had kind of one really good performance. He scored a couple of great goals. Anderson has only really come into it in the last three games. And 
we know Arnautovic, if his head goes, then he throws his toys out of the pram and, and can be absolutely terrible. So, no, n- no. Who Who's saying they're the best <laughs> front three in the Premier League? I don't know, some jackass on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that says that says everything, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Fucking Twitter. But it, I, I remember it wasn't even a West Ham fan, and I was like, holy shit, that's an actual take. Like, you're not just being biased. That's just insane. Um, Arnie, though, is... Good enough to play for one of the big six, yeah? No. No? You don't think so? No. In a way, he... No. He's good to play for this top six in the way that Shakiri is good to play for a top six team. Like, he's not going to play that much, and he's not going to be, like, the main guy for a front... I mean, you know, to move on to the next fixture, like, would he replace Lacazette or Aubameyang at Arsenal? No, but he could replace some of their wide players that they play regularly. Like, fucking Iwobi gets minutes there. And Arnautovic is definitely better than Iwobi. Hmm. Hmm. No? You're not convinced? <laughs> not <No>. entirely. <laughs> Both no. of you guys are like, eh. I think Arnautovic could get could contribute more to Arsenal than than fucking out than Iwobi does. Maybe I just dislike Iwobi. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe certainly more than Ozil. Let's say that. We'll, we'll agree that, that he can contribute, even though Ozil scored this weekend, which I believe was his first goal at home for like two years or some something stupid like that, I heard. Yep. Brought him into my fantasy football team. For this week? <laughs> against Watford? No. Uh, I did it after that in the biggest oh. knee-jerk, drunk panic uh, <laughs> like, that you've ever seen. Uh, I've yeah, I'm, I'm thinking double move uh, Mane and Jorginho to uh, Ozil and Son, and maybe Captain in Son this week because I am fucking panicking. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, bad. there's a good reason why I'm beating you if that's your fucking logic. <laughs> no, no, because you're beating me, I'm doing shit like this. I am oh. <laughs> absolutely. Am I fucking... in your head? Am I living yeah, in your you've head? Got fully in this my is head. Fucking chunk. amazing. Yeah, I know. Oh. Like, looking at Thanks, the league, mate. I was just like. This what is going wrong, and I'm just living I'm, up there rent free. I'm combusting. I'm self. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's such a spectacularly bad move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm under that's no illusions. Fantastic. I know how bad it is. Yeah, bringing in an Arsenal player right now. Yeah. Ozil of all of the Arsenal well, players yeah. too. Like, well, you I can say, see an you argument say bringing for, like, in an Arsenal player. Like they've just won seven games on the bounce. Um, they're starting to look a bit more like a team. Of course, it's still Arsenal, so. You know, there's only so much Emery would have done to iron out 20-odd years of Wenger. But no, they're, they're looking a lot better, I think. And they're, they're still, they've are they're still still got those fullbacks that effectively come in as centre-forwards half the time. You know, the amount of times you see balls coming across and it's, it's being played from Bellerin to Monreal or Monreal to Bellerin into the box. Like, it's mental how attacking those guys are. Yeah, that's almost Alonso levels of absurdly attacking like it's crazy Alonso's basically a striker and so these guys are not that far off that Arsenal are way overperforming their stats like they're scored 14 but um XG has them at nine. Oh wow so that's like that's very much higher yeah um, and I actually started to get into this on Twitter the other day like there's two ways that a team can overperform XG one is with elite finishing talent and one is by a bit of luck, basically, right? Like you mm, put in yeah. a few shots, you're randomly running hot, stuff bounces your way. Well, or or high levels of penalties because they don't count under XG, do they? Uh, yes, that is true. Oh, shit, I never thought about that. Uh-huh, you're welcome. 
that completely derails my argument. <laughs> well, no, have Arsenal had a lot of penalties though? No, but it, it ties into to what you've been saying a few a few times in that exposing that Harry Kane isn't that good yeah. and why Spurs are kind of overperforming their stats as well because you know Kane scored what three penalties already this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. At least three, three, three. I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, so that's the same thing as why you know Spurs haven't been that convincing, and I'm sure if we look at the stats for them. They'll have been overperforming their XG and ex- expected points or whatever else is is, is coming in now, and, and why none of us, well, us three certainly haven't have been inspired by Spurs this year so far. Yeah. Um. So Spurs to Huddersfield zero over the weekend. You would think Spurs can score more than that on Huddersfield, especially one is a penalty. They almost were had conceded first early on in the match, and then one was a play where Hurricane scores a header, but only after the Huddersfield defense had completely switched off because they thought that there was going to be a whistle. And they stupidly didn't play to the whistle. They just stopped. Um, but he got a wide open header. But uh, looking at their stats, actually Spurs are just about at the right spot in terms of goals scored. They have 12 and a half XG, 14 scored. So that's not that different at all. No, I suppose not. But when you're playing Huddersfield, who are, who are so fucking shit, like... You've got to play into the fact of the the psychological bump. The you know Man City smashed Huddersfield what six nil. Um, yeah, let's say that. Why not? And you know, so many teams are going to blow them away this year that you just think like just to get a two nil solid. You know, both first half goals, nothing in the second half is terrible. I think. Like, I don't think as much as you can always say like, oh yeah, well we got the three points. That's what matters. Like. No, you should be able to just absolutely destroy Huddersfield. I mean, Huddersfield are so bad. Like, just so, so bad. Like, do you know... Okay, here's an interesting one. A fact that I saw the other day. So, Huddersfield have been in the Premier League now for a season and seven games. So, 45 games. Yeah. 45 games, so 19 <laughs> plus three. So, 22 get home games. Who do you think their top scorer is at the John Smith Stadium? Uh, I don't know. Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane is the top scoring player at the John Smith Stadium that's in amazing. over a season in the fucking Premier League. That's how shit Huddersfield that's are. And if that doesn't confirm 20th place for them, I don't know what the fuck does. Yeah, they're very bad. They're very, very, very bad. And and the the incredible thing is Kane scored four goals. So for, so no Huddersfield player in 22 attempts <laughs> has scored more than four fucking goals. That is shocking. That's like yeah. Benteke level bullshit across an entire <laughs> 11. <laughs> oh, that's, oh they're so fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, so Spurs only winning two doesn't look good on them, even though they won two. The other 2-0, or one of the other 2-0s. In lots that. of two zeros. Yeah, lots I was of so zeros. annoyed. I was so annoyed when in like the 90 whatever minute Sigurdsson. Um, Sigurdsson got a third for Everton. Every three o'clock kickoff was going to finish 2-0. Every one. The, the beauty of it would have been a fucking amazing. And yeah, that, that would be really nice. I wonder if that's ever happened before. That's a question for Paul Carr. He would definitely have that off the top of his head. I'll tweet him that later. Hashtag root for chaos. All the same scoreline for every match. Well, one of the other two zeros, of which there are many to choose from, is Man City 2, Brighton 0. How did we 
feel about that match? Did you guys catch that match? Did you see the highlights? Yeah, I saw, I saw a bit of it, and it's just, you know, it was just another great City performance, I think. They didn't really blow Brighton away, but so with the with the loss two weeks ago against Leon in the Champions League, and then the game tonight, which they, they won against Hoffenheim 2-1, they obviously like saving themselves a little bit to make sure they win. Now, I know it's a bit of a cop-out to say that when I just slagged off Spurs for 2-0 when they got Barcelona <laughs> this week. Um, yeah, but it's Huddersfield, dude. Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah, it's Huddersfield <laughs> versus Brighton. Like, Brighton aren't, aren't mugs. Like, they, they are still a solid team. Um, and and Hewton has them quite well disciplined. And, and, yeah, I like him. I still hate Brighton. But... Um, Sterling, Sterling get, had a goal and assist, which is always good for us because we root for Sterling, both the player and the pound. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we do absolutely. I don't think sure, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Just out of solidarity. Why not? Thanks. Uh, certainly, the player at least goal and assist is nice. Um, uh, just to throw the stats out there because I'm the stats guy. Just real quick, uh, Man City two point nine one xg scoring two, so a little underperforming, but not. You know, not a crazy amount. And Brighton 0.23 generated. So City didn't really let Brighton do anything there. Um, City are just scary good, right? Like, we don't talk about them that much. We've spent a lot of time talking about Liverpool, a lot of time talking Mm -hmm. about Burnley and Chelsea because those are the teams that we might feel for one reason or another people are evaluating incorrectly slash we have something interesting to say about. Um, especially Liverpool, I think we're underrated by a lot of people to start off the year. Now, now everyone's kind of caught on. Um, and Burnley yeah, has just been fucking weird to talk about. But yeah, so well, I mean, I mean, to skip ahead because like no one's really that bothered about Everton, Fulham, Wolves, and Southampton, right? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> so if if we go to like Chelsea, Liverpool, um, the, I think the reason people are overlooking not not really overlooking City. It's because City aren't a new shiny thing this year. So there's that, you know, the only addition that's been made is Riyad Mahrez coming in, who is a completely known quantity to everyone and isn't going there to be a main playmaker or creator or a difference maker. He's just going to really bolster their squad. And Benjamin Mendy, who's come back, is kind of effectively a new signing for them uh, because he played so little last year. Whereas Chelsea have Sarri, who's completely brought in the new system. Um, he's only brought in two players, though, really, in Aretha Balaga and what's his tits? Uh, Jorginho. Well, and Kovacic, too. Oh, yeah, and Kovacic. Okay, so three players. We'll probably add up more in a second when we remember them. Um, <laughs> but really done work to, to change the system. And Liverpool have finally addressed such a major flaw in their game, which is their defence. You know, they they truly have an elite level defence at the minute. Now, I think I still have questions over whether they can still perform in the same way if, say, Van Dijk isn't there. Um, Joe Gomez has done a really good job, but I wouldn't fancy him with with partnering with like Joel Matip on a consistent basis or um Dejan Lovren or, or something like that I wouldn't I wouldn't fancy them as, a, as an elite team but in that situation you know that they can still just go for the all-out guns blazing attack and it seems weird to be saying that about two such attacking teams and for them to play a one-all and for it to be such an amazing game this weekend like it really was a, an absolute cracker and fun to watch yeah I mean that match I don't know how it was for 
neutrals, I'd imagine it was super, super fun, like you just said. Uh, from the Chelsea perspective, because obviously I was very emotionally invested, I was thrilled to see them playing so well against such a good team. Um, obviously, it was upsetting to concede so late to a ridiculous goal from Daniel Sturridge. Hats off to him. Oh, come yeah. yeah, that's that's one of those ones where you, you can look at the result and go, there, there wasn't really anything you could do about that. I mean, you can, you can analyze it and say that keeper was flat-footed or, or what have you, but for, for Sturridge to come on, and he took three touches. <laughs> he took one to control the ball, one to move it, and then one to hit it. And those were his three, first three touches after coming on. And, and to do that is phenomenal. And Hazard's goal was fucking incredible as well. Oh, and he should have had a second too. God, he looked so fucking good. But to finish my point, I just can't complain about a draw. Like, honestly, I'm happy we didn't lose with, like I talked about last week, Luis and Alonso going up against Salah and Mane and Firmino was genuinely scared going into the match. And then they came out of it. And I think Chelsea were probably the better team by a tiny, tiny amount. And the stats do back that up. Uh, Chelsea generated 1.8 XG, Liverpool 1.5. So that's barely better, but slightly. Um, although depending on the model, there's uh, there's different consensus as to who had the better day. Uh, but 1-1 is a, a fair draw, a completely fair result. But that in and of itself speaks volumes to where Chelsea are at, and especially compared to last season. And even compared to like what I was allowing myself to think of them, because I was scared to say like, oh, they're genuinely a title contender, they're genuinely a title contender. And I'm still not saying that for the record, because there's still a long season to go. But they played as good as Liverpool. They held their own. They could have won easily. And they looked fucking great in attack, even against an elite defense like Liverpool. And they had a couple of scrappy clearances, scrappy saves, but they didn't let Liverpool generate like two and a half, three XG, right? So like, they look good. I was super, super, super happy about that. Yeah, I think you. I think you definitely have something to be happy for. And I like that you don't think they're going to win the league, but that's who you put as number one before the season started. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it shows when both managers were were kind of commenting on how amazing a game it was, and and afterwards, and you know, not slagging each other off or slagging off their team like Jose Mourinho probably would. Um, <laughs> and just understanding that it's still a great spectacle. And and I think both coaches would be happy with that result and, and both happy from what they saw from their teams. You know, the fact that, that Chelsea, for your fears, didn't get blown away by that front three, which probably is close to being the best front three in the league, not fucking West Ham. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> And and the fact that Liverpool, you know, they managed to go away to Chelsea and you know ride their luck a bit and get and get that that kind of wonder goal off of Sturridge that is the kind of you know a millimeter each way and it's probably not going in. Yeah, it was just just a fantastic game and uh, and a great kind of neutral neutral watch. It really really was. Yeah, Stimmers, what did you think of that match? Did you get a chance to see it? I think it definitely helped to establish um, Chelsea as a genuine contender. I mean, it might it genuinely might be a three-way, three three-way race for the top now. That's what we want. We don't. You don't. Yeah, want... you really do. Because I mean, as 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 good a spectacle as Man City season was last season, I mean, it'd be great to have a genuine 
genuine fight for it, it'd be it'd be really good because it, it's so it's it happens every season where it's all tied up and you the only thing you might have is who's finishing in seventeenth or eighteenth this this season and yeah yeah and I, I do love a good three way. Uh and no and honest like jokes aside uh, from a footballing fan perspective like chelsea even removing myself from chelsea being one of the three potentially teams um certainly at least two teams that are on in that title race gonna be uh you always just want to see an aguero moment right like that's that's what (laughs) this is all about oh jesus christ and so if you can go into the last day of the season or even thinking back to my favorite chelsea season the 2010 one they broke the record for goals scored but they went into the last day of the season where if they had drawn and United had won, United would have gotten that title. And Rooney and Drogba were battling it out. They were tied on goals going into the last day for the golden boot. And so then Drogba pulls off a hat trick, secures the golden boot. Chelsea wins the title on the last day. Like, that's just the most fun, most exciting thing you can ask. Whereas when there's like multiple things to care about, as opposed to last season, me and Chuck were sitting in the bar at in New York in like the biggest soccer bar in New York. And it wasn't even that crowded, even though it's last day of the season, because there wasn't really anything to play for. Yeah. Um, just polar opposites. I'm really hoping it does go all the way this year with Liverpool and hopefully even Chelsea in the title race. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of top three, how are Peterborough getting on, Ian? Uh, actually, because they're playing now against Sunderland. Uh, so Ooh. I need to, I need to check in. It was one, one last time I checked. Uh, 2-2, two, two. fucking hell. Fucking hell, against Sunderland. Oh, so, yeah, Sunderland have had a player sent off as well. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ, you can't even beat 10-man Sunderland. Yeah, that's right, a worry, Cancel, Cancel that, I'm not I'm not helping out with the Peterborough <laughs> support anymore. <laughs> okay, if you can't enough. fucking beat Sunderland, who've got 10 that. men. Yeah, no, it's four minutes four minutes from the end, and it's 2-2 two, two as it stands. Um, you can't be top of the league anymore, then. No, we're not. We, um, we slipped again behind, because... Uh, Peterborough and Portsmouth have been flip-flopping the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we're, um, we've got a tricky couple of... Well, I was going to say, yeah, a tricky couple of games because we've got Sunderland and then we've got Barnsley on Saturday who are fifth. So, yeah, it's going to be one of them things where if we lose the next couple, we do what Peterborough usually do and end up around sixth or seventh. Whereas if we win them, then we've got a bit of a cushion and uh, we might be all right. But, yeah, it's a bit, um, bit up in the air at the minute. Yeah, and more cushion for the pushing. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> Have you learned any of the Peter Rose players' names yet, or are you still like? Uh... Yes, I've done that. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I went to see the 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 loss against Pompey, obviously, and uh, we've got our own Dembele, who's uh, very good with the ball at his feet, which was helpful against Portsmouth when all we were doing was lumping it up to their massive centre backs to clear. Of course, fucking the only player he was the only player doing anything, and they just seemed allergic to giving the ball to him. It was, <laughs> it was so Jeez. annoying. Oh, um, God, I, I don't miss Championship League One football, like, fuck. Yeah, hey, honestly. Oscar, you've it... ne- have you ever watched one of those games, Oscar? Oh, yeah, I catch the Championship sometimes. It's on TV over here. No, no like, championships I'm talking right. about League One. <laughs> yeah. Championship's got more money now. It's like, yeah. I'm talking like Championship like eight to ten years ago. So no. kind of where the League One is at. Oh, my God, it was Yeah, so it can be painful. It, it really can. Especially when, because obviously my son's used to sort of seeing the likes of Chelsea Liverpool on telly and then you try and take him to that and trying to get him enthused about that sort of style of play is just yeah anyway it was it was a bit of a tough watch that one specifically that was a couple of weeks ago but yeah we we got a, a couple of players who can play but it's I actually you know what I need to stop being negative we are second in the league if you'd have offered me at the start I'd have taken it it's ridiculous to be 
quite so negative. It's just that the one match I went to see, we fucking yeah. lost. I've <laughs> been, really been hanging badly. out with Chuck too much, I think. Yeah, Join the I, fucking I, club, yeah. mate, because the I, one I, game I went to watch, we fucking lost. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, the one game I went to watch, we beat Arsenal, so... Hey, yeah. Do you want to come down to Peterborough? You guys should just be Chelsea fans, honestly. <laughs> Don't just fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the appropriate response. Yep, yep. No, I understand that. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um. So, is if let's say your son was going to buy a shirt tomorrow, is Dembele the name he's getting on the back? Uh, no, our striker Jason Cummings, just because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and he's very good, actually. He is a good player as well. Okay. Uh, well, to transition back to the Premier League, you know who's not very good, but they scored oh, two God. goals and won? Burnley! No. I, was, wow. I was worried that you were just going to say Palace then until you <laughs> said two goals. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Palace in a minute. Can we not? Uh, Burnley 2, Cardiff 1. Can I just can I tell you guys the XG on this one? I'm very excited. I've been saving God, this yeah. all week. I haven't brought it up in the group chat or anything. Go for it. Burnley scored two goals on... Hold on. 0.1 XG. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 0.1. That's so bad. Cardiff is so, so fucking shit. Oh, I uh, love Cardiff, but fuck me. Cardiff is shit. Isn't that uh, amazing? Isn't that the how? most fucking amazing thing? How? Oh. how do you, because because two, two goals, unless it was an own goal, implies that there were two shots. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> so yes, if you're doing a zero point maths, quick maths, um, <laughs> if if two shots gets you point one xg, that means each one of those shots had like a one in twenty chance of going in. <laughs> yep. And Cardiff conceded both of them. Yep. Fucking hell, Chuck. Have you got a calculator open somewhere? No, I just <laughs> used to gamble a lot. I told you I'm very good with odds. And that means if it was two one in twenty shots that the that, oh, fuck it. Oh, forget it. This is just That's ridiculous. a 1 in 400 chance um, if we consider those independent events, which we probably should. Well, actually, no, we shouldn't. But for the sake of simplicity, let's. That's a 1 in 400 chance that they scored two goals off yes. those two shots. <laughs> 1 in 400. That's how shit Cardiff are. That in a 400 to 1 situation, they still conceded. Burnley, two wins on the bounce, but are they actually any good? I think, for me, the answer is a resounding no. They are not good yet. <laughs> yep, I'm good with that. But this um, this game being the only the only game on Sunday was an absolute gift to the sort of Premier League fans, like widows who constantly uh, lose their husbands or whatever to Premier League football, because who gave a shit about this, this game? I mean, everyone took the opportunity to go and walk the dog. Get a haircut, whatever. That's what I did. I mean, well, well worth your Sky subscription. That one. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that game literally cost you a tenner to not watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Super Sunday. Um, but I mean, this game. I've got some stats now as well. Sorry, but uh, got. Oh, t- stats yeah. competition. Right. Uh, yeah. So Car- Cardiff Burnley set a five-year five-year record for the uh, lack of actual playing time in a Premier League match. The ball was only in play for forty-two minutes. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that's pretty poor. The um, Cardiff had 20 throw-ins and uh, Morrison, their defender, took an average of 25 seconds for each one. So throw-ins alone, they took over eight minutes. I mean, we were not... Anyone who didn't watch this was not missing anything. Did any of us watch that? I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. I genuinely went for a haircut and took the dog for a walk. 
<laughs> those those weren't things that Ian that was is, fucking yeah, out I, 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 I'm not capable. he did I'm not capable of metaphor that was genuinely what happened I just, yeah I just I could not be bothered with that why would that could. be the only game especially with this bullshit rule about three o'clock kickoffs etc like just yeah. put a just put another game on make it two like have that it's like with boxing fights like you know have Cardiff Burnley as like an undercard like <laughs> yeah. a, a sort of an amuse-bouche yeah. if you will yeah they're like you have to watch a certain percentage of it to unlock the second <laughs> game which would be like Chelsea Liverpool <laughs> amazing yeah like a credit based system to get to watch games like yeah. nah, you got to watch this dog shit one first no that's that's fucking atrocious 42 minutes played i mean the the big famous that you always hear is that the average match only has about an hour of actual minutes played. Yeah. But that's still 18 minutes less yeah. from 60. And, like that's and eight so minutes bad. alone just waiting for him to take throw-ins. Yeah, Amazing. and the thing is, you know when the ball was in play, it would have been fucking dire as well. <laughs> Does that point one reflect more poorly on Burnley or on Cardiff? I don't really know. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's our place to judge. <laughs> I think we just need to you know, give him a little cuddle. And 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 let them know that that one of them might be still in the Premier League. Burnley might. So stay Burnley might not Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Wasn't Cardiff, guys. Yeah. How okay. shit are the bottom seven teams that Burnley are might actually stay up? Like my God, they're so fucking bad. Although here's here's the thing. Remember last year we had a big old laugh about how they actually somehow magic managed to overperform their XG. Despite yes. scoring so few goals, yeah, they're on track again. They're oh wildly overperforming their numbers. Um, there are, well, of course four... they are. If they're generating fucking point one, if they're <laughs> yes. scoring four hundred to one wonder goals, uh, there are four teams that have most significantly like. So I tweeted a graph. If you guys want to go on the Twitter, um, I tweeted it from the account. For those of you listening in the future. Um, but there's a graph that's just a regression line of basically um, a advanced stat that I won't go into about how well a team should have done given XG and XGA and XG chain and blah, 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 versus how much they actually did. There are five teams that are massively above the line, so huge liars compared to everyone else. Those teams are Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Burnley. So to go back to that conversation of like, sometimes you way overperform because you have elite striking talent like a lot of the top six do and sometimes it's other factors let's say that have you overperform your underlying stats i'll leave it up to you guys to decide where burnley falls into that yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone's queuing up a 50 million pound bid for ashley barnes yeah although you know who could do with ashley barnes speaking of a lack of striking talent yeah exactly <laughs> how are you feeling chuck about bournemouth 2 palace 1 God, that was just a massive, bloody cock punch. Sacco's having a good season, isn't he? What a c- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's that game summed up. And we, like, that second half, if anyone watched it, like, Palace weren't good in the, in the first half, really, at all. Like, as shows from the fact they scored, Bournemouth scored after five minutes, they just weren't at the races at all, and, and we don't get started quickly in games it's ridiculous we never have i don't understand how you can change over years and years and different managers and different players but the team can fundamentally still do some things the exact same way 
the second half, we came out absolutely flying and, and Van Aanholt scored a fantastic goal and we were playing really well and we absolutely dominated. I think it, as that came up in the game after about 15 minutes. I think we'd had 72% possession in the second half, like just in the second half. That's huge. And then we're fighting, we're fighting, missing a few chances here or there. We can't break down teams playing possession. And then Sacco just goes and like punches someone in the face. And then gives away a penalty in the 88th minute. Not good. Uh, no good at all. And Bournemouth generated 1.9, scored 2. Palace generated 0.4, scored 1. So that's actually a decent day for Palace in terms of the stats compared to the result there. Uh, I just thought you meant because we scored a goal. And and you scored a goal. You've done a goal. Scored a goal. Done a goal. Done yeah. a goal. Can't score a goal at home. Can't score a goal at home. Scored every single one of our goals away this season. Everyone. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, what's up with Zaha lately? What do you mean, what's up with Zaha lately? Is he f- bad now? Is he good? Is the team around him failing? No, we're just all shit. Just all? <laughs> we're just all shit. It's just, I, don't, I don't really know. I think there's no... I think there's there's no real drive from the team, and we said this when Zaha was out that it didn't. That everybody looked clueless, and I don't. You know, as much as we were playing possession football, they, we were playing in a way that I very much get annoyed with, and why I don't watch, like, say, South American football, for example. South American teams can be one nil down in a 93rd minute of a cup final and still be passing it around between the centre backs, and that's exactly what Palace were doing. From after the penalty and and going 2-1 down then and having however many minutes left and then I think it was four minutes added on, we then just kept passing it back to the centre-backs who were just kind of passing it between each other and then Milivojevic was dropping between them and then at one point Kuyate dropped between them. So we were back in our in our own half with the ball, playing still with a back four across, just all kind of passing each other going, no, 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 you pick out the pass to the front. No, 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 you pick up, like, <laughs> passing it between fucking central defenders and defensive midfielders to try and play a, a Kevin De Bruyne pass. Like, it just looked really, really clueless. And, uh, I mean, it's Palace, really. Um, what am I talking about? We got seven points more than we did at this point last year. Um, <laughs> yep. We've got five goals more than we had at this point last year. Worth noting, we've scored five this year, so there you go. And we've got seven <laughs> points. So I yeah. did like that on the fucking seventh game, anyone that was watching Sky Sports, they had Frank the Boar commentating on the game. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, the guy was so <laughs> clueless. He couldn't even name the Palace players. He couldn't even name the Palace players that he fucking managed. Like, that's how shit his stint was. He's like going there like, and... Uh, uh, <laughs> Van Anhalt. You're like, oh great! Not only did you fucking coach him, he's from your country. Plays for your national, play for your national team. Like Jesus Christ, save us from this. Uh, yeah, shit. Uh, Palace not good, but we'll be all right. We'll still stay up. It's fine. Um, and I hate Bournemouth. I, I do. I really hate Bournemouth. And Eddie Howe. Sounds good. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Stimmers, do you have anything to add to that? I think Chuck uh, no. basically covered it there. Only that I want to know why Chuck uh, dislikes Eddie Howe quite so much. Because he's a smug little prick, isn't he? he? He's basically, everything in him, Think of, imagine him in 10 years, 10 to 15 years, right? Alan Pardew. Alan Pardew's a handsome man. He's so. a millennial Pardew. That's what he is. He's the millennial, millennial Pardew. Pardew. Okay. Oh, uh, geez. All right. 
smug bastard who everyone thinks is great because, oh, plucky Bournemouth. Oh, he's been with them a while. When they've got a team full of horrible fucking scropes. What's his name? Adam Smith. And just like scumbags who just kick lumps out of people. But everyone loves them because it's Bournemouth and they've got a tiny stadium. Fuck off. (laughs) That's awesome. So that wraps it up for this week's fixtures. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, refill our water bottles, or in Chuck's case, maybe it's not water. And we'll come back and uh, talk Predictor League and listener questions. So stick around. Welcome back to Miles Offside Podcast, where we've kind of been talking, actually, for once, mostly about football. Um, well, going on, I mean, really. we went off for about three minutes on The Lion King, but yeah. Yeah, to be fair, that is exactly how we started, so yeah, fair. So we've talked about football that's already been, and speaking of which, it's still got, obviously, our Predictor League going. Um, not a ton has changed. Um, with regards to the top of the table. Um, we do have a couple of people now in joint third, um, which is John OG and Jordan. Then in second is good friend of ours, Pad Full. And still top of the table, rocking out, is Mr. Adam P at 3-5-Who, who has got a very respectable 32. He's got a little points cushion there, hasn't he? A little bit of a points cushion. He's got eight points on pad four in second. Yeah. And the two guys, obviously, that are holding up third are just ahead of uh, a nice little group of friends, which is a friend of ours, Dave Matteo. Some of you might know him as a former friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> he's been fully ostracized. Um, JD, Mr. James Doncaster, and also someone you might know, Oscar, um, it's your wife. Your yeah. wife oh. is, is also in joint fifth position. She's really mad because I told her Burnley's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she listened to, to your advice when, when doing her predictions. No, no, she didn't. She never does. <laughs> it's probably for the best, mate, because you're not doing very well. No, hey, hey, I have the most points, okay? I don't want to hear it. Sean J. Ladisk. I think I still don't understand how this game works. <laughs> Man, you know, you talk about me being, me being in last place, but West Ham are finally coming good. I think I'm going to be rising up the table with West Ham. Yeah, you keep, you keep going on about <laughs> West Ham and, and that being your saving grace, but even though West Ham won this week and have risen to 14th in the league, your your score actually got worse. <laughs> God damn it. You're, you're still in last, but the next person above you is now like 12 points ahead as opposed to six from last week. So it turns it turns out not having all your eggs in an Olympic stadium-shaped basket is working Wait. out for you. <laughs> is it Wolves in Manchester United then? I know I have Manchester um, United like second, I think, or maybe third. And I have no. Wolves you've got you've got Manchester last. United in fourth. Okay. I like that the only analysis of anyone's predictions we're doing each week is Oscar yeah. and where he's doing so shit. He's so he's so <laughs> so firmly at the bottom though, and I don't oh. usually ever get to feel football knowledge superior to him. That you know we've got to take this opportunity where we can. 
Yeah, absolutely. Same, same right here. So, so there you go, guys. Let's um, uh, have to rename this to the slagging off Oscar section. Slagging off Oscar League. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where whoever slags off Oscar in the best way gets a fifty-pound gift card. <laughs> yeah. to, to the club of their choice. Yeah. Sponsored by the Pomegranate Marketing Board. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's seedy. Um, <laughs> then I figured that'd be the tagline, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, Ian, you're doing relatively well and still up in uh, eighth position. Um, you'll be pleased to know you're still still beating your boy. Finley's yeah, down in twentieth. Uh, oh, right, in the game. Yep, 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 yep. In the yeah, game. Yeah, in, yep. in the game. In the game, guys. <laughs> don't yep. call child services. No, it's fine. I don't. They're probably either. quite busy in Peterborough anyway. There's a lot going on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the least of their worries <laughs> it's the north oscar don't recoil in, in disgust um it's not the north okay whatever just carry uh, on yep pretty sure it's the north i'm pretty sure it's the north oh That's what I've heard. Is it? sorry is it rhode island boy is it... <laughs> right okay <laughs> you're telling me what's the north <laughs> finley is keeping oscar company down there at the very very bottom he's in the relegation zone I'm only just scraping ahead of him up in up in 16th out of 22. Um, take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Predictions. Yay. Yay. I love this segment. Tune in next week when we see if Oscar can somehow manage to get to 23rd position. Even though West Ham are top. Yeah. <laughs> that would be bad for me. Oh, I have right, the yeah. mid-table. I shut the league, but I'll let a few people in just to bump Oscar down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, newer newer people always do better anyway because they fucking cheat because they have all the new information. Yeah, well, that will change next season, won't it? When we're like massive and popular and stuff, and I have to outsource organising a spreadsheet because I don't have time. Only just had enough time by doing twenty two people over the space of about seven weeks, mate. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it bodes well, doesn't it? Yeah, I really hope we don't go big, guys. Um, and at this rate, we fucking won't. Questions? Ian, got anything for us? <laughs> yeah, one from Oscar's wife. Uh, just, to show, <laughs> just to show how massive we are. Uh, she's asked, uh, what are your thoughts on the journey story mode in FIFA? Uh, I like it. It's uh, the third of a trilogy. I'm having a lot of fun. I've, I've enjoyed the first two. I thought it was a really neat addition to FIFA as opposed to just like constantly just playing the same people online over and over and over again. It's cool. It's cool that there's like a story mode to it. What is it? Because I know nothing about it. So there's a fictional... Do you remember the goal movies? Yes. It's the same thing. You're just a young up-and-coming player. Oh, okay. You get shipped off to Newcastle on loan. Oh, really? And (laughs) you end up getting signed for Real Madrid after a while. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was big hype. Like, you play this guy called Alex Hunter, a.k.a. Marcus Rashford, the year it came out. Like... Because you you yeah you play this kid who, who gets signed up and oh, okay then you you basically pick your team after going through trials and then you play for that team and then no matter how many goals you score you get sent out on fucking loan to the championship it had like a lot of hype and and you're right like it's good to have something a bit different at least that's not just you know repetitively playing your first season over and over and seeing how many players you can buy in the transfer window on free agencies. But it kind of annoyed me that they said it would be like this all-encompassing thing, but you don't really get to select like what actually happens. So 
yeah, in my first season, obviously, like I picked to play for Palace and playing up front, I score like 20 something goals in the first 10 games and then still get put out on loan. Or in season two, you have like this fake agent who speaks to you and says you're going to get a, a place at Real Madrid. When I was like, well, I don't, I don't really want to play for Real Madrid. I just want yeah, to stay yeah, at Palace. Yeah. And then, and then you end up getting shipped out because you know you fought against your contract at your home club to get this one. And it turns out it's a fake agent, so you know that's that's like not not like the porn. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! Jesus Christ! You lose your place at the club because you're going for another thing, and then then you just have to go like play for LA Galaxy for ages. Then you're just like stuck in America. I don't know. No, it's not good. Yeah, it's a fate worse than death having to play in the MLS. Yeah, bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I I like that you get to like have cutscenes and say things and whatever, but like I want to just play for Chelsea. I don't think that it's a given that everyone wants to play for Real Madrid eventually. Not everyone is Thibaut Courtois. Fucker. (laughs) Fucking asshole. I did enjoy the um, pictures going around of. uh, of uh, Peter Check in his uh, headgear, like renegotiating his <laughs> oh, contract yeah. or whatever. That was, that was really good. Yeah, that was good yeah. if you go into negotiation meetings. Sometimes those rooms have low ceilings, guys. <laughs> True. Yeah, he might bash his head. He did tweet about it, didn't he? Yeah, I love that he tweeted. He said, You know, I would definitely be wearing a tie because <laughs> the character is like wearing a helmet but no tie. It's like just a suit yeah. jacket. So I thought that was pretty funny. Good stuff. And uh, Cody asks, who is more likely to keep their good form going over the season, uh, Man City or Liverpool? I still think Man City. I still think even though even though Liverpool have strengthened at the back, I, I don't think they've still been that convincing or if, if Klopp can sustain them for a, for a whole season. I think City, even though, like we said earlier, they're not as exciting and as in the, in the way that they're not like a brand new thing or a, or a completely innovative thing. Yeah. I think people will, will just kind of overlook them a bit, but they'll just be solid all year, I think, and, and blow away so many teams and, and nick results everywhere. I think it'll be Man City. Yeah, and uh, the stats actually exactly agree with you, Chuck. Um, City have scored 21 on 21.4 XG and have allowed 3 on 3.4 XG. So oh, they wow. are so exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Spot on for stats. Yeah, which is terrifying because all the other top teams are, you know, we t- we just talked about this in the first part. They they are quote overperforming probably because they have elite striking talent, um, but City somehow aren't overperforming, and they are far and away the best team according to the underlying stats. The only caveat being that they've had an absurdly easy schedule to start the season. They have played Arsenal on opening day. Arsenal hadn't figured anything out yet, and they haven't even looked that good. Then Huddersfield, then Wolves, who are actually decent, then Newcastle, then Fulham at at the Etihad too, uh, then Cardiff, and then Brighton. So not exactly a who's who, whereas Liverpool and Chelsea had to play each other, obviously, and n- not quite as bad teams, I would say, as City. So, you know, there's a caveat there, but I think the numbers definitely favor City being able to keep this up. Because they haven't overperformed anything. Is there anything in a possible lack of striking depth with Man City? Because Pep does not seem to trust Jesus at all. And it's not like Aguero's above getting an injury. 
No, but Jesus, Jesus came in last year and, and did really well when Aguero so was out for that time. What What's Pep's apparent problem with him? Because I think Aguero's playing tonight, isn't he? He played the full 90 tonight. We're recording on Tuesday night. So, I mean, he doesn't seem to want to go near Jesus, Jesus at all. I think just the, the, the way Aguero's been playing... It, yeah. Um, especially at the yeah. start of this season towards the end, you know, because in the, in the off season he had, or towards the end of last season, he had a surgery on his knee, I believe, from which he came yeah. back and said, I've genuinely never felt better. Like it's relieved okay. um, sort of tension and pain in my knee. And, and you look at the way he's been playing, like every game, even when he scored and then been subbed off in like this between kind of the 60th to 70th minute, like he could have had two or three in all of those games. Yeah, like he's yeah, just yeah. been fantastic and generating shots everywhere. So when a guy is that much in form, like even Pep, who who loves a bit of rotation, isn't going to drop him, um, especially this early. Like you don't need to worry so much about rotation now at the start of the season because you're going to have international breaks. Exactly. Um, mm. You are going to have a little bit of pile up with the Champions League and League Cup, but he, you know he's not going to play Aguero in the, in the League Cup so much. Yeah. Um, I do think we're going to start seeing some more rotation now going forward. And I also think, like Chuck said, that Aguero's been in undroppable form. Kind of one of the lesser spoken about stories so far this season because of other, so many other notable things happening. But Aguero's been top, top Aguero level. Yeah. And so when that's happening, you're not going to take him out to play Jesus. But I do think that, like, he trusts Jesus. He showed that last season. I don't think that they've had a falling out or anything. And Jesus is certainly capable of coming in and putting in some very good performances. So... I don't worry that. Plus, De Bruyne started practicing again today. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I did see that. So he's about to come back. Like they're just fucking terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd expect I'd expect Aguero probably to still play um, this weekend because it's Liverpool, so Liverpool away. But then you've got the international break, and then they've got Burnley, then afterwards Tottenham, then Southampton, then Man United. So I'd expect a little bit of rotation coming into probably from the Southampton game onwards. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the Champions League is somewhere in there. I don't know exactly when, but I know that's not far off yeah. either. Okay. Right, uh, Queen Banger got in touch again, and I think she's got a bit early here, but uh, she asks, uh, what's your best or worst experiences of Halloween? I mean, Halloween's a massive deal in America compared to over here, but have you got anything at all? Oh, I, I fucking love Halloween. Any yeah. chance to put on a... Uh costume and get drunk with other people in costumes like just being drunk and seeing people wearing ridiculous outfits is a good time um, although you guys call them fancy dress parties over there right yeah yeah which fancy is dress, just yeah. really dumb i'm sorry but that's so dumb because it's not fancy dress at all to me that's like a when i first heard about fancy dress parties i thought it was like tuxedos and ball gowns and then turns out it's costume parties and i was like what the fuck is that about no i say that's one where it does actually make sense yeah you're right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, fantasy dress doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, Chuck, do you have any good Halloween stories? I can't stand Halloween. It's the, it is definitely one of those things that doesn't translate across the pond. It's it's awful. It's so bad. It's just this stuff for kids who are just going to come around and throw stuff at the house because you're all inside, but you turn the lights off and you don't answer the doorbell because you want to pretend you're out. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if you do give them sweets and they're not good enough, they're just going to throw eggs at your windows and shit through your letterbox. Jeez, <laughs> like, sounds like you just have too many hooligans where you live. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm. Uh, I'm not a rich man. Um, 
But yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I've never been a fan of like dressing up and and stuff like that as well, or like putting on costumes and. You know, you've got a baby due very soon. Four or five years, you're gonna have to be doing all this stuff. I mean. Oh, but yeah, but that that's fine because it's ultimately it's not for me. It will be for yeah, the babies. That is the thing. Like when it's for me, I'm I'm not that fussed about yeah. this stuff. Like I've worked in a place, um, where you basically everybody apart from management and security like dressed up for Halloween. So yeah. you're still like work, working behind the bar. And so I, I managed to get a Sub-Zero Mortal Kombat costume. Amazing. Um, and obviously working behind a bar, I just spent the whole night throwing ice at people. Of course. Yeah, why um, wouldn't you? Yeah. Not, not, not just the people working beside me, like just Customers. guests over the bar and yeah. stuff, just throwing balls of ice at them. And they'd all be really angry until they clocked. And and there was... there was oh, fucking ninjas throwing ice at me. Exactly. Like, who the fuck is this guy? What are you? Oh, I'm Sub Zero. That's not scary. So you haven't fucking seen Mortal Kombat. Rip a guy, rip a guy's skull and spine out. But um, at, at one point, I left the bar and was going to the toilet, and and came back from the staff area, and there was a guy there who was dressed as Scorpion. Oh, oh my god! So I walked past the back of him and just pushed him like massively, <laughs> like pushed him and launched him across the room, and he was he was probably. He's probably just under like six foot tall, but he was quite a built guy. Like you could tell he'd go to the gym and he uh, turned around ready to square up at me. And I just stood in like a perfect, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat stance. And it took him about five seconds to clock it. <laughs> and then he's just like pissed himself and like started hugging me. Uh, so that's probably the best experience I've had. But at that point I was like, shit, I'm going to get into a fight. I'm, wo- <laughs> I'm going to get my head kicked in and I'm also going to get fired. Like that's I'm, funny. But... I was say, you act like that situation wasn't fully your own making. I mean, you just you went up yeah. to a guy <laughs> and shoved him in the back. I mean, yeah, like... I'm not going to lie. I, I used to drink a lot of work. Let's just... <laughs> but guys, some, some good news. Uh, Dave Mateo's out of his coma. Uh, oh. um... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we made that joke last week that he yeah. might be dead. Yeah, oh, no, I was very pleased to hear from him. I believe I said he'd better be in a coma. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it's more. If of a I threat. recall, <laughs> yeah, he's he's turned it around, and I think he feels feels quite bad because he has sent us about twenty questions this week. Fantastic! So he's fully he's fully off the hook. Fully off the hook. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the questions are first. Okay, yeah. it's okay. First question is: Fuck, Mary, kill, Big Sam, Mike, Ashley, Akin, Fenwa. <laughs> um. Marry Akin Fenwa because he could protect you. Uh, fuck Mike Ashley because fuck that guy. What a terrible fucking owner. And kill Big Sam. Yeah, there's no winning. There's like everyone's yeah. going marry Akin Fenwa because he's a big boy and I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't kill him. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we're all marrying. And then the other two, the other yeah. two, let's just flip a coin. Yeah, pretty much. I think I'd probably I'd get ha- rid of either. Although, if you kill Mike Ashley, you're pretty much going to be given like the freedom of the city in Newcastle, aren't you? I mean, you might not want that. But yeah, but then you have to go to Newcastle. I was about to say. <laughs> well, exactly. congratulations! Last week you yeah. <laughs> Last week we kind of endorsed and endeared ourselves to the the population of Newcastle by saying they were great because they were close to Scotland. And now this week you jumped in going fuck Newcastle. Yeah. Oh, they're great. I just don't want to go there. they're they're great from a distance okay (laughs) um this one's good um 
you get hired to replace Mourinho at Manchester United. What do you do to get all the players on side with you? Party bus. Party bus. <laughs> Party bus. Get all the fucking lads. Get get them on a bus. Get get a load of piss in. Get Juan Mata so drunk he just like dangles out the back of the bus and feels like he's part of the team again. Um, make Luke Shaw run behind so he like sheds a few. Um, <laughs> big Pogba on the decks because he loves his music. Him and, yeah. him and him and Big Rom doing a bit of that. Have a have a massive party. Have a Christmas party. Give That's him good. something to give a shit about again. Yeah, and they're they're used to being on a bus too, so that'd be feel right at home there. There you go. If I mean, if you want, if you want to like link it back to football, fine. But I was just talking about having a massive piss up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be your solution to a lot of stuff. But um, I got that. I'd I'd buy Sanchez another dog. I'm a bit worried about that. It's a bit weird. <laughs> Is it? I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he does love his dogs. Yeah, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> no, just just got the word in it. Um, and yeah, I think I'd start calling myself eye stims as well to get in with Jaylings. Yeah, just go around calling myself eye stims to everyone. Hash, hashtag eye <laughs> stims. Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you better put that hashtag when we release the episode. Hashtag eye stims with a Z. Where is this? Is this said before stims or at the end? It replaces the S and at the end. Brilliant. I've not thought this through. <laughs> Eloquent. Yeah, this, is, this is not good. This is not good radio. <laughs> no, I'll probably cut all this. <laughs> um, he won't, you right. know. He's lazy. Yeah, that is true. I've got lazy. <laughs> as, as time's gone on, I've got much lazier with the cutting. I'll just be like, a whole swathe of it. Ah, fuck it. That can all stay in. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's just for me and you, Oscar. Um, what would you name Chuck's baby if he sold you naming rights? <laughs> That's a great one. Well, first of all, how much money would you need to sell naming rights? Not that much, to be honest. I'm piss broke. Um, <laughs> I know, like 20 quid. Brilliant. Okay. I mean, that's less than we're giving to the Predictor League winner, but yeah. <laughs> 21 So quid. actually, that, that could be an alternate prize if your club doesn't have a store. You could name <laughs> Chuck's Baby. Yeah. Genuinely, if I haven't thought of a name by the end of the season... Like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. That is a long way away. Um, yeah. I have an easy, easy answer for this, obviously. Yeah? J-Lings. <laughs> uh, oh, the look on Chuck's face. You can pretend yeah. that it's Jessica. Jessica yeah, Lingard. Jessica Ling. Bailey. Jessica... <laughs> Ooh, di- oh, oh, he's going to vomit. Oh, he's throwing <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you thought I was going to say Chelsea, too, didn't you? No, Chelsea. I thought you were going to oh, say something hipster-related for some reason. Oh. Like, you were going to call the child cauliflower couscous or <laughs> fucking IPA or... Yeah, quinoa microbrew, baby. Quinoa microbrew. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm gonna, I'll, I would call it the sports direct, baby. <laughs> but, I mean, that could that could happen if I marry Mike Ashley. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. really like that. Never have to buy a mug again. No. Big old Sports Direct mugs. You're having a girl, aren't you, Chuck? Yeah, so it might be a bit weird if we call her Sports Direct. Okay, let's call her Alan Pardew. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Mike Ashley's Casinos. Alana Pardew. <laughs> Alana Pardew. Yeah, I like that. That's good. <laughs> Chuck looks properly angry after that. 
really He's just annoyed. thinking about having a daughter named Jessica Lingard and Alana Pardue. Yes, I am. <laughs> Makes my soul hurt. If only I had 20 quid. Okay, let's rapid fire some of these then that, that Dave brought in. Um, if you three got stranded on a desert island, how long would it take Oscar and Stimmers to kill and eat Chuck? One hour and seven minutes. Yeah, before we run out of food. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird because the podcast recording takes longer than that. So I just wonder if we were actually in a studio, does that mean I would die every time we met? Does Chuck know how dying works? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure as well I'm the fat kid from Lord of the Flies. I mean, you would I've, you would kill me instantly, I think. Oh, yeah, you're, you're piggy. You're totally piggy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, cheers. Never, <laughs> never read the book. I just saw the episode of Simpsons. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> There is zero doubt we would go full Lord of the Flies within minutes of landing, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any definitely. excuse to get naked and start killing each other. Even still just on the plane, before the plane crashes onto yeah. the desert <laughs> island. <laughs> Quick fire, Ian, stay on track. Sorry, yeah. Okay, um, how many 10-year-olds could you fight and win with your bare hands? It's three for me. Seven. Uh, seven? It's bold. Uh, ten. Ten? Yeah, the, I'm just ten. added up to your two numbers. Because I'm as strong as both of you combined. What? Next question. How many 10-year-olds could you eat? If there was an eating competition. No, no, <laughs> oh, no. Not yeah. doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> right, next one. Where does Aguero rank in all-time great Premier League strikers? Seven. Five. <laughs> <laughs> next. Okay. Who is the best Australian to play in the history of the Premier League? Kevin Muscat. Who the fuck's he? Exactly. There's been no great Australians. Tim Cahill. Tim, Tim Cahill, Cahill was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Tim Cahill. Uh, which Premier League player has the most punchable face? Trippier. Jesse Lingard. Tim Cahill. Jesse Lingard. Tim Cahill. Jesse Lingard like, genuinely looks like he needs a fucking punch in the face. Yep. Uh, which actors play you in the Miles Offside movie? Uh, Oscar Isaac. He's the only famous Guatemalan. His name is Oscar and he loves Star Wars. Does he love Star Wars? Just because he was in Star Wars doesn't mean he loves Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. And his name is Oscar. And he's Guatemalan. Okay, so... And actually, I've had people tell me I look like him, but they're just racists. I don't actually look like him, but that's fine. <laughs> if they think that, then they'll think it later, too. So, good yeah, enough. Okay. Uh, James McAvoy for me. I've been told specifically I look like Mr. Tumnus out of the uh, <laughs> films. So, it's got to go with that. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. Who else is a talentless sack of shit? Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard will play <laughs> me in a movie. This question makes no sense to me. Cereal then milk or milk then cereal? Cereal then I mean, milk. Cereal yeah. then milk. Of course. What absolute monster what? guesses how much milk they want? And then, that's fucking bizarre, Dave. Sort yourself out. Sort your shit out. There's, there is no question there. What about, like, I mean, do you put more? Like, you don't You don't put that much milk. Like, you're not drowning it. You're not making, like, fucking milk and fibre soup. Oh, I like a very soupy cereal. I also, I have horrible, horrible, like, you're going to be angry at me in a second, and I don't care. I pour it, and then I let it sit for, like, five minutes. I walk away, and then I come oh. back once it's nice and soggy. Just have porridge. Just have this. porridge if that's what you want. No, because I that's like the what you want. If you're not bothered flavors, about the consistency. It's different flavours. No, bollocks. Plus, American cereal is all like marshmallows and, and crap. Just get a bowl of porridge, stick like, I don't know, like three fluid ounces of diabetes in it, and then you're all good. Oh, that sounds yeah. really good, actually. Can you send me the recipe yeah. for that? 
<laughs> Oscar's fully in. And uh, we'll end on this one. Uh, if aliens exist, would you fuck one? Uh, brackets, it's not cheating if it's for science. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen species and it seems worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for Alfred Molina, so... Yeah, no question there. Cool. Okay, well, we'll end it there then. So if you want to get in touch with uh, some fucking mental questions like that, we are at Miles Offside Pod on Twitter, or if you want to email us, you can get us milesoffsidepod at gmail.com. And uh, also, we're looking for topic suggestions because we've got another fucking dull international break coming up. Boo. Boo the international break. So we're looking for other things to talk about for that episode specifically. So if you've got anything uh, topic-wise you'd like to hear, then let us know. Yeah, yeah. besides Disney movies, because we're obviously going to talk about Disney movies for an hour. Yeah, and then... yeah that seems like a what good... What Disney uh, movies? Suggest your Disney movies. Um, actually, everything that we've put aside, the Rocky franchise. Uh, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, that came up. Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, yeah. Yeah, all about that. Um, but it's very much a movie theme. Should we? Are we just gonna do a movie episode? Just gonna do films, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Give us your p- films. Give us films. <laughs> give and us your we'll films. Is, give us. Give us your films. Make a film. Don't send in a question. Make a film. And then send it to at Dave Mateo on Twitter in his DMs. <laughs> Sorry, God. at Dave underscore Mateo. <laughs> All homemade videos. <laughs> Grim. I've got some right dodgy ones I could send him. I mean, they're all just me. Don't worry. Sure, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact uh, you directly look at the camera when it's happening. It's just really off-putting. Yeah, aggressive eye contact. Yeah, it's very hard to maintain an erection. <laughs> You'll manage. Uh, so, why don't we go through next week's fixtures? Starts off with a Friday night game. I thought you were going to take us through it then, Ian. You, you uh, were taking no. charge of a different segment. I like that. No, no, no. I won't, I'm Go on, Ian. U- unit. Ian, this week, take us through the fixtures. Let no. us journey on the good ship Stimson through game week eight. Hashtag I Stims. No one wants that, though, Chuck. That's the thing, because I'll go uh, Brighton, West Ham. Don't really know about them. Burnley, Done. Huddersfield. They're still shit. Uh, yeah. Crystal Palace Wolves. I actually am interested in that game. That could be good. Yeah. We're going to lose. You you are that pessimistic? Uh, no, just Wolves are that good. Yeah, they and are. Palace don't really score good. at home either, so. No, exactly. Next fixture, Ian. <laughs> Leicester Everton. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Spurs Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Wembley, uh, Wales versus England. International <laughs> game. International game before the international break. There you go. Actually, yeah. all, all of Spurs are out. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, yeah. Like, fucking everybody. They Ericsson's no out. Players. Ali's out. Uh, Lloris is out. Yeah, but that was, it's Cardiff. They yeah. still win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Exactly. They, could play, they could play an entire team of Kyle Walker-Peters, Harry Kane-Peters, um, Hugo <laughs> Lloris-Peters. They, they'd still beat Cardiff. Peters, he gets around North London, doesn't he? Loves it. He's a slut. <laughs> Anyway, Sun's going to score like a double hat trick, so save yeah. my fantasy football season. Yeah, go for it. It'll have to because otherwise you are fucked. I'm totally fucked. Um, Watford, Bournemouth. That could be yeah. good, couldn't it? Yeah, that could be. <laughs> it also this. could not be, I guess. It could, could not be. No, you know what? I'll put my money down on that one to be high scoring. They're both pretty open teams. They both have a pretty decent attack. 3 2 to Watford. Yeah. 3 2 to Watford. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Man United, Newcastle. I mean, shit this, and shit. Yeah, I was going to say this could go either way, couldn't it? I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Man United have a good match, but then concede an own goal or a dodgy penalty on a bad call. So like they score two, look good the whole match, and yeah. then just right at the end, just fucking everything goes wrong all at once. Yeah, that would that would bring me such untold joy. Okay, and Sunday's matches. The early one is Fulham Arsenal. Uh, R.I.P. Arsenal. Fulham will win that. Mitro. Yeah. Mitro. 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 Team Team Mitrovic. Okay. Fully behind Fulham on that one. Uh, Southampton, Chelsea. You've got to be happy with that one, Oscar. 4 0 Chelsea. R.I.P. Raf. Our good friend Raf. Sorry. Yeah. In advance. Of course, that's hubris. I've been like playing down Chelsea, playing down Chelsea, and now they're going to get fucking dicked by Southampton (laughs) because I said that. No, they won't. Yeah. No, Hopefully Hazard that. can continue his amazing form and he's he from what I heard he's actually wants the golden boot this year. So Yeah, that, I heard that. As oh, well, as yeah. opposed to all those other years where he's like, oh, I'm not bothered, I'm not even didn't trying. Fancy it. Yeah. yeah, no, honestly, yeah. like it's never Don't been his priority it. to score didn't goals. Didn't want to didn't want to be good. Nah, didn't didn't want to, didn't bother. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always said that he likes assisting more than scoring. That's Load of bloody waffle thing. that is. Load of waffle. Belgian, isn't he? That was the joke, dickhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, got, I, know. No, I yeah, got the yeah. joke. But, <laughs> but what you did is you pointed and winked, which on an audio form is not the best thing. So I just yeah, thought, to I'm... you guys, to yeah, insinuate. I know. Clever I just, joke. Uh, I you got to do and the then... click, or or the other one you do is butumts. People love that. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Love they love that. it. People it's love sort it. of like when you do when you do the emojis on Skype, and everyone can really get involved with it. <laughs> hey look no wait 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 wait. last game look we're at a good game now uh liverpool city who's gonna win chuck who wins city wait it's at anfield right yeah it's at anfield yeah um yeah still city still city win uh ian i'm gonna go what i went with before score draw one one uh i'll i'll take the other one and i'll say liverpool win Two goals on the break. City will have all the possession. Liverpool will let them take up that space and come out, and then they'll just attack lightning fast behind. They'll go OG Liverpool last year when they didn't have a defense. Yeah, although this year they do have a defense, and they can still counterattack super quick. So I think that's a potentially dangerous recipe for City, but we'll see. Yeah, and there you have it. We we almost like kind of did a rapid-fire section there. Hooray! Yay! We didn't even announce it as such. Oh well. Um, so, so, so that's it for us for this week. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, I guess. When you get this, have a lovely weekend. Maybe go for a stroll, like Ian said, during uh, one of the boring games. Get your hair cut, walk the dog, um, run yourself a nice, a nice long bath. Um, listen, go back and listen to Oscar's bronchitis episode because that's you know will really ease you into the bath. Yeah, bang on careless whisper, bang on careless whisper, and enjoy that sexy, sexy sax. That took a turn, didn't it? Yeah, I thought well, it kind of went back to kind of being nice, didn't it? See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Yeah.